You're listening to Oh Hey Life, the podcast designed to elevate your thinking, question the status quo, and motivate you to start living the life you actually freaking want. Oh hey, welcome to another episode of Oh Hey Life. Today is Friday the 17th of April, if you're listening to this episode on the day that it's released. And it is three months since my little podcast was launched. I can't believe where the time's gone, but also how much the world and life has changed in that time. Three weeks ago, we took a little bit of a break in light of the COVID-19 pandemic just to let the dust settle a little bit and leave some breathing room before we recommenced episodes with a, a slightly different tone that's a little bit more sensitive to the environment that we're in at the moment. So I'm sort of continuing on with that theme today and I'm doing a get to know me episode where I'm going to be answering some of the questions that I get asked most frequently over on Instagram. The whole reason I started this podcast in the first place was because of the the sheer number of messages that I get on a daily and a well, previously a weekly, but more so a daily basis now regarding, I suppose, how I've gotten to where I am, tips, personal advice, business advice, financial advice, all sorts of things. So today's episode is going to cover... you know a couple of those those things in the context of my own life Uh, but some more personal questions that I get asked as well so you can get to know the person behind the podcast a little bit so straight off the bat I get asked very frequently how old are you (laughs) it's a very simple question to answer I am 31 years old I turned 31 in January just gone I often get mistaken for being younger which suits me just fine I will happily get ID'd at the supermarket and not have a problem with that ever I don't think so that's the first question I get asked most frequently question number two and I got asked this a lot last year when I was doing a lot of travel and setting up a business over in the UK and that is what is your favorite place in Europe number one Monaco I freaking love Monaco. I had always wanted to go there for as long as I can remember. Obviously, they have a Formula One Grand Prix over there, which is a a super exciting event. Unfortunately, I didn't make it over there for the Grand Prix last year, and there's not going to be one this year. But I did get over there at the beginning of August last year, and Monte Carlo just completely stole my heart. It is the wealthiest country in the world and it's it's very very unique because it's it's tiny and they have a lot of people who live in nearby places like Nice in the south of France who come in to to work every day they essentially commute from France which is you know right right next door but the misconception is that it's a really pretentious place and I certainly didn't find that the case at all it it does have very strict rules such as uh you know men you know, men can't wear no shirt in public, for example, unless they're on a beach. But it's, I found it really down to earth and everyone's just super chill and, and minds their own business. It's also a very clean place, um, which is, you know, which is, which is pleasant. And uh, a close second after Monaco would have to be Barcelona, which is sort of the other end of the spectrum. But that city is just absolutely stunning. The, the architecture, the people, the food, the history, 
yeah, it would definitely be a close second to uh, to Monaco. That said, I haven't done extensive travel throughout Europe. I only went to Europe for the first time when I was 23 and I only went back uh, for the second time and third time last year. So I haven't been to a huge number of countries. I've been to Holland, uh, the UK, obviously, France, various parts of Spain, uh, trying to think where else I've been, Monaco, obviously, Italy. Uh, I think that pretty much covers where I've been. So uh, plenty more territory to cover and uh, I, that, you know, that answer may change. This is a good one. What's the best advice you were ever given? <laughs> I... The the only thing that ever pops into my head is something that my my mother used to say, and I've spoken to her about this because she claims to not really remember having ever said it, but I definitely remember her saying it, and that is, a man is not a financial plan, and for whatever reason, that's just always stuck with me, so if, whether it's had any impact on how my life has, has turned out, I'm not sure, um, I've, I've certainly never... Uh, wanted to rely on a man to to back me financially so maybe that just subliminally entered my mind and and had an impact on how my life turned out but um, yeah I guess that translate into a few deeper meanings like having independence uh, obviously being able to pay your own way that, that you know that's very important to me so I yeah I definitely attribute that uh, that that line that may or may not have come out of my mother's mouth as uh, as the best advice that I was ever given. What is your biggest goal in life at the moment? Ooh. <laughs> That's a big one. Um, my biggest goal in life at the moment is to basically offload a whole lot of information and knowledge that's within my mind into a format that can be reached by more people than what it would be able to in just engaging people on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So let me translate that. that. That relates to my management consulting business. So at the moment, uh, my management consulting business is based purely on my own uh, intrinsic abilities and knowledge and expertise and so that obviously limits the number of people that I can help and that's something that I've realized throughout the the pandemic so my large consulting projects that I typically work on they some of those some of those have been put to the side and I'm doing a lot of really intensive work with small business owners to ensure that they can get through the pandemic adequately and, and flourish later in the year and I absolutely love doing that work, don't get me wrong, but I can only take on so many clients and help so many people. So my biggest goal is to, as I say, get that knowledge and expertise that I have into a format that can be accessed by people in, in a really cost-effective way for them as well without having to engage me on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So uh, yeah, that, that's putting that out there and I've got the wheels in motion to, to get that happening. So watch this space, but that is my biggest goal at this very moment. Moving on to a slightly less serious question. If you could own any other Ferrari, what would it be? <laughs> uh, this, this answer changes more often than it should, to be honest. Uh, at the moment, it would be a, an F8 
Tributo, oh my goodness, I went to the New Zealand launch event at the beginning of December. My, 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 that is a sexy looking car. Um, realistically, that's a very new car on the market. Uh, people who have ordered them in New Zealand, are, you know, they're, they're waiting for them at the moment. And my next Ferrari is probably going to be a 458. But having said that, I've driven neither of those models. So you never know. I might jump in the driver's seat and go, actually, I don't like these. And I, you know, try something different. So we'll see. But uh, based purely on you know looks and and performance, the F8 Tributo definitely at the top of my list. Uh, the next question is also kind of Ferrari related, and that is, do you finance your Ferrari? Oh, I get it. So many people ask me that. Uh, before I go into the details, quick disclaimer: this is not to be constituted as financial advice. Um, but the short answer is yes. I'm, I'm always happy to be quite transparent about this kind of thing. And the reason why uh, part of it is, a, a very small part of it granted, uh, is because I have investments that yield uh, more than the interest rate that I, that I pay on the finance. And so from my point of view, it's, you know, it makes a lot more sense to have that cash uh, utilized elsewhere earning me money rather than tied up in a debatably depreciating asset. So it's uh, it's just the strategy that I take with that kind of thing. But having said that, if you can't afford to write out a check for something like a car, you, you, know, you should, or a supercar, I should say, you should not be financing it. Um, it. It's different if, hey, at the end of the day, financing a car is the only way that you can, you know, have a reasonably priced vehicle that gets you from A to B um, but when it comes to something like a supercar if you can't write a check for it don't buy it uh, simple as that that again not to be constituted as financial advice but I think that's a pretty solid statement to say and that again that's just my own personal opinion what is your dream job this is an interesting one and uh <laughs> Depending what stage of my life you ask me this, my goodness, you'd get some some drastically different answers. I think at one stage, I definitely wanted to be a hairdresser when I was five. Uh, I think after that was an archaeologist, then an accountant, uh, definitely a singer at some point as well, thrown in there. Um, but my, my dream job, uh, I, I have my dream job, I have to say. It's, um, I wouldn't say, you know, a, a dream job as such, uh, you know, a, a one-dimensional job. It's uh, my, my dream job, quote unquote job, is to be able to do the things in a professional capacity that I want to do that enable me to do all of the other things that I want to do in life in a way that aligns with my values. That pretty much sums it up. And, and what I love doing most is, is solving problems and also making people happy. And you know, people can say that that's so cliche or so daft or so broad, but, but that, that's, that's what I get off on. It's, it's fixing shit. Um, you know, I help, I help businesses become better for a living. I get them out of jams for a living. And my goodness, that is, that is satisfying. And you know, having challenges like that in front of you is is what drives human satisfaction, or at least that's what I be believe drives our human satisfaction. So to be able to do that in a professional capacity uh, is, is just an absolute dream. And 
you know, don't get me wrong, I didn't just uh, wake up and have the ability to do that. I've worked very, very hard uh, for, what, 13, holy crap, is it 13 years since I finished school? 13 years to get into a position where I can do that. Negotiation is the other area that I really thrive in and where I've sort of carved a bit of a niche for myself as well is that I have built a reputation on going into bat for people. So that's another aspect that I'm able to bring into my management consulting business with some of the capital raising that I get involved in. So having said all that, for me, in order for it to be a dream, it has to fit with my values. And and that's why I made you know the decision to to leave the the employed role that I was in previously for seven years in the middle of last year. And, and you would have heard me talk about that in some other previous podcast episodes. I think the one on uh, minimalism a few weeks back, I'll link that in the show notes of this one that, you know, that, that went into a little bit more detail about how what I'm doing now just really fits with my values nicely. So that, that sums up my dream quote unquote job. Oh, one other thing, <laughs> numbers. Absolutely freaking love numbers. And uh, if, if that wasn't a part of my job, that, that would not be that would not be satisfying the, you know, the true the true Lani Vogelberg. So that's certainly the other aspect uh, which is incorporated into my management consulting work. What is your 10-year goal? <sighs> This one's going to sound really funny. Uh, my 10-year goal is to have a helicopter and be able to fly it. <laughs> so, yeah, stick that one in your pipe and smoke it. But uh, I literally have the word helicopter uh, written on the board above my office desk just as a little you know, reminder is, hey, you know, one day that's something that I would like to do. Um, and the reason for that is, one, to, to challenge myself because I, I – fucking hate flying and I think learning to fly a helicopter would help with that um secondly it's a very freaking cool mode of transport um, yeah I just think it would be something cool to do you know you only live once so so why not it's been my 10-year goal for a while uh well it, yeah it was a 10-year goal for before I turned 40 so it's it's been yeah it's been a goal for for well over a year probably 18 months around the time I turned 30 I guess and hey that might change. And, and also it's important to note that that's a fairly arbitrary self-serving goal as well. Uh, you know, that, that's the goal that I want to achieve for myself specifically. I do have, you know, other 10-year goals in terms of ways that I want to serve other people. Uh, but I, I think that that's not what people are asking. People are wanting to know, you know, the goals that I have for myself. So, so that's it. I'm going to leave today's episode there for now. Uh, we've gone through, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight questions. That's, that's a nice number, nice lucky number eight. Uh, certainly keep them coming. I will keep doing more polls over on Instagram. So make sure you head over and follow if you want to have one of your questions answered on a future episode. But that was a really nice recording to do. It was, you know, just a little bit... A little bit lighter and fluffier and less serious than the normal than the normal oh hey life and especially given that uh, you know most of us around the world are in lockdown at the moment and a little bit of a little bit of light entertainment mixed in with you know some useful information is what we need at the moment so thanks so much for tuning in today everyone as I say remember to go over to Instagram and follow if you'd like the chance to have one of your questions featured on a future episode but until then have a spectacular day I'm Lani Fogelberg. You'll hear from me next week.